0: Welcome to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. Happy 2024, everybody! I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season, and I hope you enjoyed kind of reviewing those top episodes of 2023. I found it very interesting that that grounding episode was head and shoulders above uh, the rest of the episodes for for the entire year. Of course, that was one of the first, actually, I think it was the first episode of 2024. But even so, it was vastly more popular than any other. So you guys clearly liked or were interested in that information about grounding. So I hope for those of you that listened to it before, you you reviewed it. And for the new listeners, I hope you enjoyed that information. And then, of course, the second uh, top episode was about the mechanisms of red light therapy. And I'm always a fan of reviewing the foundations of how things work so we can understand why does red light therapy help so many different things? How does it affect the mitochondria? And how can it work physiologically? So I hope, again, uh, those of you that already listened to it found a, a nice review. And for those that listened to it for the first time, I hope you found that information, helped connect the dots, and maybe had some aha moments for how red light therapy and light therapy in general is such a profound and effective modality for virtually an endless list of health and wellness conditions. And then lastly, of course, the most recent episode of the top three episodes of 2023 was the top 10 benefits of methylene blue. And I think if that one would have had a handful more months to have accumulated downloads and and views on the episode, I think that would have surpassed the grounding episode. I think that top 10 benefits of methylene blue would have easily been the top episode of the year. So you guys clearly found that information on methylene blue riveting. And I think especially just because it goes hand in hand with boosting mitochondrial health, the whole concept of preventing and mitigating mitochondrial dysfunction, and of course, it's massive massive synergistic properties with red light therapy, which of course is the premise of this entire (laughs) um, podcast. Uh, But as you can see, we kind of delve into different topics and go down different rabbit holes that don't directly have to do with red light therapy, but again, have to do with, I think what we're all focused on here, and that's just improving our health through holistic modalities, trying to get away from the allopathic, the pharmaceutical, the surgical route, if possible, and if it makes sense, and if it's efficacious, so again, I think you guys found that methylene blue information quite riveting, as did I when I first came across it and did my deep dive. And I'm still doing deep dives. I'm still listening to podcasts and interviews, and there's some pretty great interviews with Mark Sloan, who's the author of that book that I was alluding to in that episode. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Methylene Blue. So please go check that out if you haven't already or or go just search Mark Sloan in whatever podcast medium you use and go listen to some of his interviews because, I mean, he's kind of the source for, for the methylene blue information at the moment. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed the review of those episodes. And so to kick off 2024, seemingly just like when I kicked off 2022 and 2023, we're going to visit some some different topics. And, and trust me, we'll get some red light therapy in there and, and we'll get some really great uh, red light therapy episodes here in the subsequent weeks with interviews and other solo sodes. But I want to kick off this year again with another intriguing, interesting topic. Some of you are, of course, familiar with this, whether it's professionally or just you use it in your personal lives, and that is cupping. So if you guys know my background, you longtime listeners know that as a physical therapist, when I was running my private practice, kind of my claim to fame was uh, dry needling. And for those of you that have the access to dry needling in your state, because not all states have access to that currently, but regardless, if you do have access to it, I highly recommend considering it for any type of ache or pain. And it could be anything from a headache and migraine to low back pain to post-surgical pain and swelling to an acute injury to even chronic pain. Uh, it's just worth the try or worth uh, giving it a shot because dry kneeling can essentially give you immediate relief. You could have a two out of 10, a four out of 10, an eight out of 10 pain and within one session, if if the person's effective at dry needling, you can reduce that by 50 percent, 75 percent, 90 percent, sometimes even 100 percent within the first treatment. And it's a treatment where the results last. You may need to do a couple of treatments, two, maybe three, but compare that to the traditional paradigm of pain relief, where you have to go see a physical therapist or a, or a chiropractor or or someone else, and it's two to three treatments for six or seven or eight or nine weeks. And that's not to throw any professionals under the bus. That's just more so to highlight what the current paradigm or the traditional paradigm is. And that's what it was when I was a physical therapist. And that's even what it was like when I was going through my internships. It's the colloquial two to three times a week for six to eight weeks and we'll get rid of that knee pain or we'll get rid of that neck pain. But again, that's why I treated how I did is because it was effective, it was real, And people only had to see me a handful of times and they were good to go. (laughs) So they didn't have to see me for months on end. And so I say all of that to highlight dry needling, but I would use cupping in tandem with a lot of those patients because just like methylene blue and red light therapy have very synergistic benefits. Same thing with dry needling and cupping. You do them both together within the same treatment and you get similar mechanisms. You get reduced inflammation, you get improved circulation, but in different ways, different mechanisms. So you're attacking uh, things from different angles to really get a more profound and and uh, therapeutic effect. And so you'll see in today's episode, uh, we're going to highlight cupping, kind of the history of it, a, a brief history, uh, why it's become so popular, what are the benefits, you know, how safe is it, can you use it at home, and then also again, tie that into red light therapy, as you'll see towards the end. So I hope you guys really find this information riveting or, or at least thought provoking, especially if you are an athlete or an avid CrossFitter or even just a general exercise enthusiast. I think we're all kind of looking for ways to stave off injuries, stave off those aches and pains, or if anything else, just recover quicker, even myself, I just did a, a workout a couple days ago. Some some deadlifts, some bench press, seated rows, did some running, and and all that good stuff. But if I can decrease the duration which my muscles are sore, that DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, if I can reduce that window significantly and allow myself to go do the same bout of exercise sooner, but without risking injury or risking overtraining because you're you're quelling that inflammation you're quelling that recovery period then that actually makes your exercise safer and more effective so kind of like red light therapy by itself as we've talked about multiple times on this podcast that the research shows specifically if you precondition your muscles and your tissue with red and near infrared light prior to doing your exercise not only will you see increased exercise strength power and endurance but you'll also like i was alluding to with cupping you'll reduce that recovery period you'll reduce that time that you have dom so you'll be able to go exercise and go have that next bout of strength training or trail running or whatever sport you may play Uh, you'll be able to take on those stresses at a higher level without having to worry about getting injured or compounding those bouts of exercise which every time you do that it's just another bout of inducing inflammation which of course is a hormetic stressor it's it's a sign that your cells and your tissues need to get stronger for the next bout so again if you can just close that window uh, time to recovery then you're more able to go stress your body again appropriately sooner and, and kind of reap the benefits of exercise quicker in a way, but again, without uh, putting your body at risk for injury. So again, I'll get off my little rant here and kind of get into the information, but just kind of think of how you may be able to implement cupping. I think from the outside looking in, people may think that you need some sort of certification for cupping or that it's this relatively risky or obscure treatment and I guess while it may be obscure and quote unquote alternative, just like red light therapy, it's extremely safe. It, it's virtually, I don't want to say impossible, but it's very difficult to injure yourself by cupping. So it may look weird. Like if people, if you've seen people that have been cupping or if you've been cupped yourself, you know that that tissue gets sucked underneath the cup and it kind of looks weird, but it's one of those things where it hurts so good. And when you're done cupping, you just feel so much better. Your tissues, your your fascia uh, just feels loosened up and, and just ready ready to go for the next bout of exercise, but also just walking around and just uh, makes your makes your body feel like it has better flow, it has better energy. It just feels good. So again, keep all that in mind as we, as we get into the information here. As I prefaced at the top of the conversation, we'll tie it into red light therapy at the end for those of you Who haven't been paying too close attention to what BioLite's been doing recently, we have a little surprise for you at the end of the episode. But without further ado, let's get into some information about cupping. So let's start with the history of cupping. Because again, this may have become popular during almost a decade ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about. But in the Olympics, when people saw Michael Phelps and these other Olympic athletes covered in dark circles, I think that was kind of the beginning of this new rise of cupping. And really, that's how I first learned about it or first heard about it. And that was before I finished my PT school education. So I hadn't done any cupping or I hadn't really heard about cupping up until those Olympics. So that's how I heard about it. But cupping has a long history and it's been practiced in various cultures across the world for centuries. So its origins can be traced back to ancient times and it has been used in traditional medicine systems in different regions. So here's a brief overview of the history of cupping. So we have ancient Egypt. You can't talk about history without talking about ancient Egypt. Cupping is believed to have been practiced in ancient Egypt. Ebers Papyrus, one of the oldest medical textbooks dating back to around 1550 BCE, mentions cupping as a method to treat various health conditions. So we're talking... About 3,500 years ago, some medical textbooks are alluding to cupping. And then, of course, right behind ancient Egypt, we have ancient China. And cupping has a significant history in traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, The earliest recorded use of cupping in Chinese medical literature dates back to the Han Dynasty, which was around uh, 206 BC to 220 CE. The practice is described in the ancient Chinese medical textbook, Bo Shu, which was written by Ge Hong in the 4th century CE. Then we have the Middle East. Cupping had been used in the Middle East, or has been used, in traditional Arabic and Islamic medicine for centuries. The practice is mentioned in the writings of the famous Persian physician, Ibn Sina, excuse me if I'm butchering that, in the 11th century. Then we have ancient Greece and Rome. The ancient Greeks and Romans also practiced cupping, with the Greek physician Hippocrates, circa 460 to 370 BCE, mentioned cupping in his writings, and the Roman physician Galen, which was 129 to 200 BCE, advocated its use for various ailments. Then we have Europe in the Middle Ages where cupping continued to be practiced in Europe during the Middle Ages and experienced periods of popularity and decline, but it remained part of some medical traditions. More recently, in the 19th and 20th centuries, cupping fell out of favor in Western medicine during this time period as modern medical practices emerged. However, it persisted in some traditional and alternative medicine systems. And then, as I mentioned There's been a resurgence in the 21st century where cupping has become more popular, partly due to those high-profile athletes and and celebrities, and especially Olympic athletes, using cupping. Uh, It has gained attention as an alternative therapy for pain relief, muscle tension, and various health conditions. So with that wonderful and brief history of cupping, let's talk about the benefits. So, of course, cupping is an alternative therapy. It's been practiced for centuries across those various cultures we mentioned. So while scientific research on cupping is somewhat limited, people claim to experience benefits from this therapy. It's essential to note that individual responses to cupping can vary just like anything, right? And more rigorous scientific studies are needed to fully understand its effects. But with that being said, we have some pretty good ideas of how it works and what benefits we can propose to achieve with some cupping therapy. So number one, the most popular is pain relief. Cupping is often used to alleviate muscular pain and tension. The suction created or the negative pressure created by the cups is believed to increase blood flow to the treated area, promoting healing and reducing comfort. Of course the pain relief, and this is what I learned from dry needling, the two main causes of pain or pain is inflammation, and reduced circulation. So just like dry needling reduces inflammation, improves circulation through its own set of mechanisms, cupping also helps reduce inflammation and improve circulation, further helping that pain relief and breaking that pain cycle. So of course, number two after pain relief, and this kind of goes hand in hand, is improved circulation. And that's what you expect with with something like cupping, where you're suctioning causing some blood flow to the area of the cup. So cupping is thought to enhance blood circulation, helping to deliver nutrients and oxygen to tissues while removing waste products. And this is important. So not only are you bringing oxygen and nutrients to the area where the pressure is, but you're helping remove the the quote-unquote toxins, those waste products. And of course, this is going to help contribute to overall health, especially if you do cupping all over your body. But those are why the circles you see on the bodies are dark. And this is what I was taught during the advanced courses for, for dry needling where we, where we learned the cupping, is that those dark circles represent the toxins and the garbage and the waste products that was below in the tissues where you cupped. So that cupping, that pressure is bringing those to the surface of the skin. And so the darker the circle, the more toxins or the more garbage That you had in that tissue below and so especially the first couple of times the first let's say one to three to four times that you cup the circles that you're going to see after cupping are going to be very dark but the more often you cup the more consistently you cup you can cup and have the exact same pressure the exact same intensity as those first couple of times of cupping you're not going to have any dark circles. It's kind of crazy to go from this this treatment where you get these crazy dark circles. They look like massive moles on your body, but you can go from that to cupping and doing the exact same treatment, maybe let's say a couple of weeks later, but you get virtually no color. So when you get to that stage of cupping, again, with that same intensity as before, if not even greater intensity, and by intensity, I mean uh, suction pressure, but when you get to that point where you're doing high-intensity cupping and not getting any subsequent color from those cupping circles, that means that tissue, wherever you cupped, is very healthy. The, the blood flow, the circulation is flowing how it should. Uh, There's no blockages. That means, again, the nutrients get in, the garbage are getting out. So so the cupping doesn't bring any of that garbage to the surface because everything's flowing how it should, through the bloodstream, through the lymphatic system. So in reality, cupping is kind of this, uh, can be used as this diagnostic tool to really tell you how healthy your tissue is in a given area. And what I mean by that is you can take one person, cup their entire back, uh, up and down their spine, both shoulder blades areas, you know, the the upper trap area. And you're going to get very different colors subsequent to the treatment. It takes about an hour or two to get the full color from the cupping treatment. But you, again, you can cup the entire person and you're going to get vastly different colored circles across their body. You'll be able to tell if the person is a left-handed or a right-handed athlete because that left or right shoulder, depending on if they're a lefty or righty, is gonna be much darker than their opposite side. Same thing with their back. You can tell how their posture is. You can tell what side they're favoring based on, or, or where they have an injury based on how dark those colors are again, up and down the spine along those paraspinal muscles. So it's very diagnostic, but again, you do that treatment you know, a couple times a week on a consistent basis, and you're gonna get a couple weeks down the road and you're gonna be pulling no color, which again is a sign of health. But moving on, so we have pain relief, we have improved circulation, and of course, for those people who are you know body workers or, or in the medical field, you're gonna appreciate this one, and that's the release of fascia. So cupping may help release tight connective tissue, i.e. fascia, and muscle fibers. So the suction can lift and sip separate the tissue layers, potentially reducing muscle tension and promoting flexibility. And you guys have probably heard me mention this in, in the past that the fascia is kind of this energy or this highway of how the energy in our body moves. So the more hydrated your body is, the more hydrated, the more flexible, the more water is going to be in your fascia, and water is very conductive. So when we're talking about energy transfer, I'm talking about electrons. So if you want electrons traveling across your body and we're talking in, in less than a blink of an eye, I mean, this stuff happens fast, but when you are dehydrated or when you have an injury, that's when this fascia can get damaged. It can get quote unquote, you know, bundled up if you will and I guess this is an analogy they used in in the dry needling course when we were learning cupping, is that when your fascia is tight and bound down, it's analogous to wearing an extremely, extremely tight pair of jeans, or even think of an extremely tight jean jacket. It's very restrictive. You're not having your full range of motion. And if this is a process that happens slowly over time, you're not going to have an appreciation for your lost range of motion or your decreased flexibility until kind of of like pain or kind of like when you get diagnosed with some type of disease, like you don't realize it's happening until months and months or years and years down the road. And then boom, all of a sudden you have this diagnosis of a particular disease. So just like the fascia, it doesn't just necessarily happen overnight, uh, but it's going to get accentuated and it's going to progress progress quicker, again, if you're dehydrated, if you're constantly inflamed, if you're constantly stressed, if you basically, it's a use it or lose it principle. So for those that don't do consistent stretching or yoga of some type of where you're moving through your extreme ranges of motion, well, you're going to lose those extreme ranges of motion and your extremes are going to get lesser and lesser and lesser. And so all of that to say that that's the role of the fascia It can play for better or worse. It's an energy highway, but it's also the way that you move and it allows you to move or it restricts your movement. So cupping is essentially the one way where you can pull the tissue apart or distract it, like pulling it apart instead of pushing down on it. Because if you think of all of these other quote unquote massage tools or or ways that we try to manipulate the body, like through massage or through these different types of metal tools, like like a, like a Graston tool, or even gua sha, traditional massage, you know, PTs, what do we do? We push down on the tissue to try to manipulate it. But again, cupping is the one way you can pull it apart. And so again, when fascia gets dehydrated and quote-unquote sticky, that means that, that tissues above and below the fascia are much more likely to adhere to it so again, back to the tight jeans and the tight jean jacket, not only is that a dehydrated fascia, but you can have the tissues above and below the fascia. So even like literally your muscles or or the tissue that's above the fascia can stick to it. And so that's gonna feel like a stuck movement. And that can also translate to pain. When things aren't moving, when things aren't gliding normally, um, especially as we're you know pertaining to the fascia, it's gonna feel like restricted movement and or pain. And so again, by pulling those tissues apart, you can literally decrease that stickiness or remove that stickiness and you can get immediate release and movement or increased range of motion just from a quick bout of cupping. So even to this day, it's one of my go-to tools for myself or for any friends or family that have this acute bout of pain or they had an injury. Cupping. It's easy. It's safe. It's effective. So release of the fascia is it it could easily be the number one this list here isn't in a sequential order as far as ranking them from from most important to least important but if i were to do so the release of the fascia could be way up there with number one because we're talking about increase or pain relief well by releasing the fascia you're getting pain relief by releasing the fascia we're improving movement we're improving flow so you could argue that's improved circulation But let's move on to number four, which is triggering the immune system or or bolstering the immune system. So cupping may stimulate the immune system by promoting the release of anti-inflammatory substances and enhancing the body's natural healing response. And of course, this will go hand in hand with number five, which is lymphatic drainage. And so cupping is thought to stimulate the lymphatic system, facilitating the removal of waste products and toxins from the body. So a lot of this we've already kind of alluded to uh, with those dark colors that you're getting from cupping. Well, that's the release of the waste products. Again, the lymphatic system is a passive one. So really for your lymphatic system to work, you need to be up and moving about and your muscles have to be contracting to help move that lymph through your body. And so if you're a stagnant person or, or you're not really moving throughout the day, that's how these waste products can build up over time especially. And that's how things can get stuck is because your lymphatic drainage is not operating how it should. And so when we're talking about how cupping can be an overall health and wellness modality, of course, a lot of people immediately think, you know, cupping pain relief, cupping reduced inflammation, but this is where we start to get into the overall health aspect where we're improving lymphatic drainage. We're improving the health of the lymph system. We're boosting the immune system. So this is how cupping can become a very uh, amazing overall health and wellness tool. And then, of course, we get in, I mean, this is kind of like a no-brainer, but muscle relaxation. And you could put this, you know, right under kind of as a subset of releasing the fascia. By releasing the fascia, you're going to help relax the muscles below the fascia. And so the section from the cupping can help relax tense muscles and reduce muscle spasms. This can be particularly beneficial for individuals with muscle-related conditions or injuries. Relaxing the muscles can be hand-in-hand with improving circulation. It could be with reducing inflammation. It could be with, again, helping improve the pliability of the fascia. Again, there's, there's a lot of interplay here, but it's just another big benefit of cupping. Number seven, and we've said this a handful of times already, reduced inflammation. So cupping may have some anti-inflammatory effects, potentially helping with conditions characterized by inflammation, such as arthritis or or certain injuries. This can be acute injuries or chronic issues. Of course, with with truly chronic issues, the inflammation may have already left the body. And you guys have heard me talk about that before. But regardless, where where there's pain, especially acute to subchronic, there's inflammation where there's waste products just hanging out because uh, the body is stagnant or the body has a blockage, there's gonna be some type of inflammatory cytokine or some type of inflammatory storm, if you will, going on in that area. So by cupping, you can easily and effectively reduce that inflammation. Just like we were talking about with lymphatic drain drainage and triggering or, or bolstering the immune system, number eight is detoxification. So some practitioners suggest that cupping can aid the body's natural detoxification processes by promoting the removal of toxins and metabolic waste. Again, this goes hand in hand with improving the lymphatic system and lymphatic drainage. And then moving along to the next uh, benefit here, we have stress reduction. So again, you can see a lot of overlap here. But like other forms of body work, cupping may have a calming effect on the nervous system, promoting relaxation and reducing stress. So kind of helping that body get out of the sympathetic drive of fight or flight, especially if you're a high-end athlete or or a a rigorous exerciser. Getting out of that fight or flight and getting into that parasympathetic uh, rest and digest nervous system mode. And then lastly, and this might not be as obvious, but improved skin health. And so this is a pretty interesting statistic or or piece of trivia to to notify here, especially if you're into skin health. So after the age of 40, 40 to 60% of your microcirculation of the tissues, especially in the skin, becomes latent or non-functional. And this is considered one of the main aging factors. So again, at 40 about half of your microcirculation becomes latent or non-functional. So when we think about the skin then, what skin health comes down to largely is circulation. The wrinkles and the aging that we see in skin is secondary to poor circulation. So you think about smokers. Well, what does smoking do to your circulation? It reduces it, it impairs it. So what does that do to the very surface of your skin that requires circulation for, for health and vibrance? Well, you lose it. And so you get that pruning, that wrinkly effect. And so cupping your face, and, and I'm not joking here. Let me get to the story in a moment. But cupping your face may be the best anti-aging remedy you could ask for. Of course, we have all of these different topicals and you can have all these nutrients going into your face and, and there's a time and place for that. But how many of those nutrients help with circulation, which seems to be potentially the number one cause for wrinkling and skin aging. So again, cupping, and, and we're talking about dark circles here. And, and so you're probably thinking, well, if I cut my face, aren't I gonna look like I'm bruised? And and, and that's a fair point, And that's kind of... The, the tough part of cupping your face, and that's, <laughs> you have to get past that phase. And if, if you're so committed to, to the anti-aging care of your skin, especially your face, that is a phase you will have to go through, the, this darkness and, and the bruising. But on the other side of that, and again, that only lasts for the first handful of sessions, so those dark circles could last a week or two but again, once you get over that hurdle or that initial response, your face and the skin health you will have going forward will be immaculate. As a quick side story, like I was, I was alluding to, the gentleman who founded the dry needling course I took, his name is Dr. Youngtao Ma, and he is Asian. He grew up in, in the China region, and he picked up acupuncture, somehow came across dry needling, and it brought, kind of brought those two thought processes together, the the acupuncture background, and then this new up and coming treatment, uh, during his time, dry needling, synergized them together to form the, the very unique dry needling course that he founded. And of course, in the advanced portion of the dry needling course, they, they teach you cupping. And I'll never forget this story that the, uh, he doesn't teach his courses anymore. He's quite old. He's in his 80s or 90s at this point. But when I took the course back in 2016, 2017, the course instructor told us this story of Dr. Young Tao Ma, he and his wife would cup each other's faces every single day. And again, this is only a couple of minutes. It's not a very, it doesn't have to be this long drawn out process. But with that consistency and that dedication to, to cupping their faces, his face looks immaculately smooth, because I I, I can see a portrait of him in the back of the textbook um, I have for dry needling, and there are zero signs of wrinkling. And at the time of that photograph in in the textbook, he's in his mid to late 70s. And again, his skin is immaculate. And so when the instructor told us that story, and then we went through the whole mechanisms of actions and, and how cupping can work, I mean, it was like immediate aha, or it was like immediate buy into the potential for for cupping, particularly for or especially for skin health. because if that gentleman and his wife are cupping each other's face every day and his skin looks that smooth at that age, proof is in the pudding, as they say. But with all that being said, let's let me transition for a moment because that's a good segue into this the manual that I received for the advanced uh, neurologic dry needling manual for when I took the course. And there's, there's a section here specifically on cupping therapy or what's also called vacuum therapy. So speaking of cellular aging, let's just jump into that uh, and get a quick overview of what that really means. Because again, after the age of 40, 40 to 60% of microcirculation of the tissues become latent or non-functional. And this is seen as one of the main aging factors. So what is cellular aging? Well, number one, The capillaries around the cells are blocked. Two, delivery of nutrients and oxygen is interrupted. Three, toxins accumulate and interrupt normal physiology of the cells. And then number four, toxins impair or totally arrest metabolism of the cells. So again, let's step back for a moment. What does cupping do? It improves circulation, it improves the lymphatic drainage, it improves the delivery of nutrients and the removal of toxins. So again, we're we're correcting all of those uh, mechanisms of cellular aging. And then again, when we're talking about aging of the skin, if we're reversing all of those factors causing cellular aging and improving oxygen and circulation to the skin surface, now we're talking about anti-aging skin care routines. So we talked about cellular aging. Now let's talk about lymphatic system functions because we know that cupping improves the lymphatic system. So the lymphatic system has to deal with the maintenance of tissue homeostasis. It also helps with the prevention of edema or swelling. It has to do with the immune response. So transporting antigen presenting cells to lymph nodes where immune cells are activated. So again, if If your lymphatic system, if you're you're stagnant, and we can even tie in mitochondrial dysfunction, if if your cells don't have enough energy, if your lymphatic system isn't activated, then you're losing out in all of these these opportunities. Again, the homeostasis of, of your tissues, reducing edema buildup, and then having a proper immune response. Again, all of those are activated with cupping. Then we look at the lymphatic system during inflammation. So there's vascular permeability, which increases when there's inflammation. And so there's interstitial fluid accumulation that increases and results in interstitial edema, dead cells or bacteria, tissue hypoxia, so poor oxygenation. We have fibrosis, so stiffening of tissues. And then we have lymphatic obstruction and dilation. So we know that cupping helps boost the lymphatic drainage and the lymphatic operability if you will but then also cupping reduces inflammation which reduces these impacts i just talked about relative to the lymphatic system so again you're reversing those interstitial edema the dead cells or bacteria the tissue hypoxia the fibrosis the lymphatic obstruction and dilation you're reversing all of that by reducing the inflammation via cupping and then when we look specifically at the vacuum effect of soft tissue because again that negative pressure is is the vacuum effect of sucking up that tissue and kind of like hyperbaric oxygen has its own form of negative pressure and how that helps oxygenate the body well cupping in a very small isolated form and in in a different way has its own effect on soft tissue so number one is sterile inflammation so the negative pressure As a physical stimulus creates a tissue lesion, which results in sterile inflammation with all the characteristics of classic inflammation with immediate extraction of hormones and mediators. So in essence, it's just like dry needling. You're creating a controlled inflammatory response that your body then has to come and respond to in a positive fashion. So it's like um, creating controlled damage so your body has to respond and heal itself. So again, we're just allowing the body to heal itself through the mechanism of cupping. And again, through this concept of sterile inflammation. And then number two, we have autohemotherapy. And so the gradient of the negative pressure attracts blood and interstitial fluid analogous to the effect of autohemotherapy. And that begs the question, well, what's autohemotherapy? So autohemotherapy is... It's a medical procedure, actually, in which a person's own blood is withdrawn and then reintroduced into their body, typically through injection or infusion. And there are two primary forms of autohemotherapy major and minor autohemotherapy. So, number one major autohemotherapy. In this procedure, a large amount of blood is withdrawn from the patient. Uh, usually up to 500 milliliters, and the withdrawn blood is treated in some way before being reintroduced into the body. This can be, you know, using blood to ozone, it can be ultraviolet light or other agents. And so ozone autohemotherapy is one of the more common forms where ozone is mixed with the withdrawn blood and then reinfused into the patient. And then when we look at minor autochemotherapy, uh, this form involves withdrawing a smaller amount of blood, typically around 10 to 30 milliliters. The blood is often treated with ozone or other agents before being injected back into the patient, uh, usually intramuscularly. So autochemotherapy is claimed to have various potential health benefits. This includes modulating the immune system. So some proponents suggest that autochemotherapy can modulate the immune system, potentially enhancing its function. Number two, oxygenation. So, ozone autohemotherapy in particular is believed to increase the oxygen carrying capacity of blood, improving tissue oxygenation. And then, lastly, number three, anti inflammatory effects. So, people and supporters of autohemotherapy say that it can have anti inflammatory effects, which might be beneficial for certain medical conditions or even just recovering from a sickness or, or a bout of exercise. So that's what autochemotherapy is. And again, back to, you know, what it has to do regarding cupping, well, we're going through the vacuum effects and that what that has on soft tissue. And again, one is that sterile inflammation or that controlled inflammation, but another benefit of cupping secondary to the negative pressure is autochemotherapy. So yes, you're not re-injecting ozone treated blood into your body. But you're getting a similar effect of auto Again, the gradient of the negative pressure attracts blood and interstitial fluid analogous to the effect of autohemotherapy. So you're getting this great benefit that's typically a medical procedure, but you're getting it just through the simple negative pressure of cupping. And then number three for vacuum effects on soft tissue, we have micro-explosion. This sounds pretty intense, but but hear me out. So the loosening or destruction of adhesions between the tissues that's what we mean by microexplosion the negative pressure creates noxious stimulation that produces immediate extraction of hormones and mediators like kinin histamine prostaglandins serotonin etc so that microexplosion from the b- vacuum pressure is very important as well Uh, The next one is the the regeneration of capillary systems. So the negative pressure destroys latent or non-functional blood and lymphatic capillaries leading to the regeneration of a new capillary bed. This results in dissolution of venous interstitial lymphatic congestion, tissue ischemia, tissue edema, and venous hyperemia. And the destroyed capillaries and tissues will go through autolysis, which is essentially your body's going to recycle uh, those capillary systems that were non-functional and that are going to be replaced. So it's a very uh, beautiful system. And then we have restoration. And it's restoration of the microcirculatory beds and dissolution of venous interstitial lymphatic congestion. So you have tissue ischemia, tissue edema, and venous hyperemia. And then lastly, we have temporary increase in local metabolic rate. So wherever the cup is, you're going to have a local increase in temperature. And you'll know this when you're cupping the, the skin under where that's being cupped, gets very warm. So you get that increase in local temperature, you're supplying oxygen, hormone, nutrient delivery, toxin removal, and healing of dystrophy. And so dystrophy is essentially just uh, certain tissues or cells or even organs, if you want to consider the, the skeletal muscle that are just wasting away. So by, by having this local increase in metabolic rate, you have this healing of this dystrophy, you have this healing of tissues or, or what have you that were wasting away. And so let's just listen to this quick synopsis of the physiologic mechanisms of cupping theory as it's outlined here by uh, Dr. Tao Ma. So in general, Cupping is a method of external stimulation whose effects are affected by the treatment duration and amount of negative pressure used. Changes in the microenvironment at the site of the cupping treatment are caused by the release of large amounts of signaling molecules due to the rupture of capillaries in the localized area. These changes lead to immunomodulation by stimulating immune cells to release cytokines and create neuromodulation through the excitation of nerve endings. Neuroimmunomodulation in the microenvironment is a result of the interaction of these systems, which induces the amplification and transmission of signals to the central nervous system, thereby initiating the neuroendocrine immunomodulatory network and creating an overall regulatory function. That's a fancy way of saying the vacuum pressure, the duration of the treatment, creates a, a, this cascade of signaling you know, downstream effects that ultimately stimulates your central nervous system or your nervous system altogether to create this overall homeostasis and regulatory outcome. So again, reduced pain, improved circulation, improve lymphatic drainage, uh, so on and so forth. And so what I also learned in my cupping course is that with the cupping apparatuses that are on the market, like if you're to get a cupping set from Amazon or just get a, even a nicer glass cupping set, whether you're using a, a manual hand pump, which is what I was using as a, as a physical therapist for years, and if you're cupping all day, that, that takes a toll on on your hand and your and your forearms and your wrist if you're, if you're cupping all day. Uh, but you also may have this pneumatic device where you can manually decide how much pressure you want to apply to the cup. But regardless, if, if you're getting this cupping set, you can't do too much pressure as to cause damage to your body. So at the top of this episode, when I say it's very safe, and very effective, similar to red light therapy. That's kind of what I'm alluding to. You can't do too much pressure with with the devices that are on the market. Uh, You'd kind of have to go out of your way to find some type of vacuum equipment that would like overdo it, so to speak. So again, it's very safe, very effective. The duration of treatments can vary from a couple of minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I mean, it kind of goes across the board. There's no necessarily right or wrong again what i learned in my course was the more pressure you can tolerate the better the results and so i'll leave it at that in the first couple of times cupping may feel a little funky it may feel odd it may look weird but again if if you're kind of in tune with your body it's one of those hurts so good type of sensations and once you decompress the cup and take it off boy does it feel good And, and i promise you that so, so let's bring this back to athletes or or exercise enthusiasts, and of course, CrossFit is all the rage these days. Uh, but especially for 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 cupping and Olympic athletes, because um, it was the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro where where cupping became really popular and it kind of exploded from there on out. And then CrossFit has kind of carried that forward as, as CrossFit has become very popular, and CrossFitters are always looking for for the best and newest and uh, most effective uh, recovery tactics and recovery tools. And so cupping has become very popular in that demographic as well. So that begs the question, well, what are the benefits for athletes if, if we have Olympians and all these CrossFitters using cupping as, as one of their main recovery tactics? Uh, so some of these are going to overlap with with things we've already talked about, but bears you know to, to repeating, uh, especially for those exercise enthusiasts out there. So number one, we got muscle recovery, and this is going to be focused towards CrossFitters because I think there's more CrossFitters than there are Olympic athletes out there listening to this podcast. <laughs> so so as, a, as it pertains to CrossFit, and again, CrossFit can be, you can replace that with, you know, basketball player, endurance athlete, pickleball player, you know, what have you. But we look at muscle recovery, and we have CrossFit workouts can lead to muscle soreness and fatigue due to the intensity and variety of movements involved cupping is believed to promote blood circulation to the targeted muscles aiding in the removal of metabolic waste products and facilitating the delivery of oxygen and nutrients this enhanced circulation may contribute to faster muscle recovery number two myofascial release so cupping is thought to help release tension in the myofascial tissues the connective tissue that surrounds and supports muscles This may improve flexibility and reduce stiffness, allowing CrossFit athletes to maintain a full range of motion during their workouts. And of course, pain relief. CrossFit athletes may experience muscle soreness, joint pain, or other discomforts related to their training. Cupping is believed to have analgesic effects by promoting the release of endorphins and reducing muscle tension, potentially providing relief from soreness and pain. Inflammation reduction. Intense workouts can lead to inflammation in the muscles and joints. Cupping is suggested to have anti inflammatory effects, possibly helping to alleviate inflammation and swelling in the treated areas. And just a note on that, ladies and gentlemen, when you do heavy bouts of lifting, when you do high intensity workouts, that can be CrossFit or otherwise, you can have inflammatory markers in your blood. And this has been done in the research 48 hours. Even up to 72 hours later. So, again, when you're talking about recovery time period, if you're using these modalities such as red light therapy, such as cupping, um, and, and other tools and tactics, you're again reducing the time frame of recovery, meaning you can go about to another bout of heavy exercise without compounding the inflammatory effects, which, when done perpetually or long enough, can lead to injury. So I just wanna drive home the point of reducing the inflammation and reducing the, that period of time that it's in your circulation, those inflammatory cytokines or, or other inflammatory markers, you're just gonna have a healthy, more recovered body and tissues to take on the next bout of exercise. And even if that's not a concern, well, you'll just feel better sooner. And I think, I think that alone is kind of a good uh, reason to, to utilize a tactic that does so. And then lastly, this goes hand in hand with myofascial release, improved range of motion. So cupping may contribute to increased joint mobility and flexibility. This can be beneficial for CrossFit athletes who perform a wide range of functional movements and exercises. And so now that in concert with red light therapy, and we know what red light therapy can do for improving exercise performance and exercise recovery. But I'm going to repeat it here just to drive home the point of cupping and red light therapy. And again, this is in the form of CrossFit recovery, but again, this can be, you can insert any type of exercise or or athlete or or what have you into this conversation. But again, here's some potential benefits of red light therapy for CrossFit recovery. And these are gonna sound very familiar to the cupping, but of course they work in different mechanisms in different ways. Improved muscle recovery. So red light therapy may enhance muscle recovery by reducing oxidative stress and inflammation. This can be particularly beneficial for CrossFit athletes who engage in intense and repetitive repetitive workouts that can lead to muscle soreness and fatigue. We have increased circulation. Red light therapy is believed to help improve vasodilation and improve circulation, and this enhanced blood flow may promote the delivery of oxygen and nutrients to the muscles, aiding in the recovery process. Pain relief. Red lay therapy has an analgesic effect or a pain-relieving effect, which potentially helps reduce muscle soreness and discomfort after intense workouts. It may also contribute to the modulation of pain perception. And again, that gets back to how cupping or how red lay therapy can, can impact the nervous system. It's that pain perception. Number four, and this is a little different than cupping, mitochondrial function. So red light therapy is thought to enhance mitochondrial function, and of course, that's going to lead to increased ATP production, increased energy production, which is going to help not only bolster your exercise, but also aid in recovery because you need energy to recover, just like you need energy to heal from a sickness. Number five, it helps with the reduction of inflammation. So by modulating inflammatory responses, red light therapy may help reduce exercise-induced inflammation. This could be beneficial for CrossFit athletes in managing the inflammatory effects of intense training. Number six, enhanced cellular repair. Red light therapy is believed to stimulate cellular repair and regeneration. So this can be important for repairing damaged tissues and promoting overall tissue health. And then lastly, joint health. CrossFit workouts often involve complex movements and stress on joints. Red light therapy may contribute to joint health by reducing inflammation and promoting tissue repair. And so, as you can see, using red light therapy alone has many benefits as it relates to not just general health, but again, as we're talking specifically to the exercise community, many benefits to be had for for all walks of exercise, the exercise spectrum, whether you're just a novice or an enthusiast or a high-end or professional professional, Athlete, there's a time and place for red light therapy in your exercise and recovery regimen, and the exact same thing can be said for cupping, based on the many benefits and aspects of cupping and the health promotion of cupping that we've discussed in this episode. So, with all of that being said, as I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, BioLite and its newest device combines the best of both worlds cupping and red light therapy so if you're part of the the email chain uh the newsletter for biolite you you've already heard about the the release of the revamp cupping system if you haven't now you're still one of the first to know about this amazing innovative uh piece of technology and so again as as we've already discussed with the many benefits of cupping with the many benefits of red light therapy now we can combine them both with this revamp cupping system Um, at the time of this recording it is currently in pre-order so this episode is released on january 4th all pre-sale orders will be shipped by january 12th so barely a week from the time of this recording the revamp cupping systems will be shipped and they will be live well, I mean, they're live on the website, but they're for pre-order right now. So, I mean, let's just quickly go over the revamp cupping system. Of course, you can check out the link in the show notes to go directly to the uh, the product page and kind of learn for yourself. But I'll just give you guys a brief overview of of what it is and, and why I decided decided to develop this. Of course, A, with my background in cupping, I have had a passion and I know the profound effects that a simple cupping session can have, let alone if you use it on a consistent basis. And Then, of course, with, with our love and passion here on the Red Light Report, all you listeners, that we have for red light therapy and the many benefits to be had, it's like why not combine them both to get the best of both worlds? And especially if you're an athlete looking for, for the next best recovery tool, uh, this could be way, way up there, given all of those many benefits that we talked about. And again, just like red light therapy by itself, very low risk, very high reward. Trust me when I say that's the exact same thing for cupping. But there's no other way to pull your tissue apart, to distract your tissue like you can with cupping. And that's how you can get these profound, virtually instantaneous improvement in your uh, range of motion or decrease in tenderness and pain when you do, do a simple bout of, of cupping. And so again, to have this in the comfort of your home uh, or easily take it on the go, I think it's an amazing tool for, for everyone to have in their arsenal. And so with the revamp, you have the option of buying what's called a full system. And that would be six cups of three different sizes. So you have two small, two medium, two large. And with the revamp cupping system, you have what is called a main controller and it's this apparatus that actually does the suctioning for you and so it produces the suction. And so the cups are are very nice and small and very svelte where if you were to look on the other couple of Red Light Therapy cups on the market, they're big and bulky because each cup has its own master controller on top. So they're rather clunky and cumbersome. So again, back to the revamp. The cups are like the size of actual cups. You can snug them right next to each other if you want to do many cups in one area. And so again, this master controller does the suctioning for you. And so you'd power on the main controller, manually choose how much pressure you want. So from 30 KPAs up to 60. And then you just put the cup on the location where you want to, place the main controller on top of the cup and then the vacuum or that negative pressure would suck up the tissue underneath, and voila, you're on your way to cupping. So there's the full system where you can get the six cups, or there's a half system if you want just three cups, just to kind of try out, you know, cupping and see if it's for you, or just try out the, you know, the combination of red light therapy and cupping, see if it's for you. You have the option of a half system where uh, you get three cups, one of each size, so you get a small, medium, large, and the main controller. And both systems come with the very nice traveling or protective carrying bag where it snugly fits in the controller and all of the cups. And so, yeah, there's a lot of information on the the revamp product page. Uh, It goes into exactly what, you know, the entire revamp cupping system is about, why it's unique, why it's innovative. And again, this has been third party tested to verify the wavelengths and to verify the light irradiance, just like all BioLite products. Uh, but then the product page, you know, gives a nice quick overview of the benefits of red light therapy, the benefits of cupping, which of course, if you're still listening, you've got a much more deeper appreciation for. And then it just goes over the different product parts and, and what they accomplish. So the main controller, the different cups, different sizes, and what they can be used for. And then lastly, part of the innovation with, with developing this revamp cupping system was Developing some type of lubricant system because, for example, when I was a physical therapist treating people with, with cups, I would just use this, you know, relatively nice organic massage cream. And the cream is great. You can either put it just directly on the cups or slather someone's body, but it gets a little messy and it's just not as user-friendly, I believe, as what we've developed here for the revamp cupping system, which is called bio butter bio butter and so this is an amazing recipe and it basically it's in a deodorant container looks like deodorant so it's a it's a harder substance so you can either apply this bio butter to the rim of the cup so the outside rim or not the outside but the underside of the rim and or The skin surface, you can apply the bio butter to the skin surface where you will be cupping and this will significantly reduce the friction and improve the glide and just improve the comfortability of the cupping because of course you don't want to cup on dry skin. I mean, you can, but it's going to be much more of a pinchy feeling and less comfortable compared to if you have some type of lubricant between the cup and skin. And so the ingredients that we use in the bio butter and these are all organic. So we use kupuwu butter, Mango butter, cacao butter, beeswax, jojoba oil. So, all of those are organic. And then the one ingredient that David Horneck, who of course helped me create the Longev Revive Cream and helped me create the BioBlue, he told me to include hexagonal boron nitride. And it's this powder, it's a substance that I included and in we made with the bio butter that further reduces friction is the secret ingredients it is the secret sauce to the bio butter the cupuacu, the mango the cacao i mean all of those are going to help increase glide but this hexagonal boron nitride is amazing it makes a world of difference with cupping and i can attest to that because i've been using it with my own revamp system and again it's just much more simplified you can if you're a physician and you're wanting to use or like an athletic trainer or something, you're wanting to use this cupping system on your your athletes or your patients and clients. Well, with with this bio butter application, again, you can just apply the bio butter to the to the rim of the cup and then apply the cup to the person, so you're not cross contaminating with with the same bio butter stick, so to speak. So anyway, you can read more about that on the revamp product page. But I wanted to introduce this all to you guys, and as my loyal listeners. I'm offering you guys an exclusive 15% discount on the revamp cupping system while it's in pre-order. So again, if you're listening to this in the first day or two or so when this episode's been released, you have about a week to go check it out, see if it's right for you. And then if you want to uh, go ahead and capitalize on that 15% discount for either the half system, the full system, and then you have the option to add the bio butter or, or not so it's totally up to you, but I would highly recommend trying out the BioButter because I, I do feel this is a very innovative lubricant system. And I think even if you're someone that does cupping with a different, you know, normal plastic or cup set, you can just buy the BioButter by itself if you want to try the BioButter out. I think it's a pretty cool innovation for the cupping, you know, industry as a whole. So if you want to capitalize on that 15% discount on the Revamp Cupping System, and again, that's for for the half or the full system, use coupon code Revamp 15, R E V A M P one five. So whether you're an exercise enthusiast looking for another effective, efficacious recovery tool that combines really two of the best worlds in the terms of of uh, muscle recovery and and performance, cupping and relay therapy, or if you're someone who's just looking for another tactic or or modality that that that's very comprehensive and offers many benefits from you know pain relief circulation, boosting the immune system, uh, so on and so forth, then, then something like the, the revamp cupping system really could be for you to something to use on on your on your body really on a daily basis. And then if you're a skin health enthusiast, you know, we talked about doing it on the face and there's that hurdle to get over, but I promise you, if you use it consistently on your face and you get past that hurdle of having those dark marks initially, on the other side is just some beautiful, flawless skin for eternity, essentially, if you do cupping consistently. So just some food for thought. Uh, But regardless, I hope you found this information on on cupping interesting. Uh, Maybe it's new. Maybe it's, you know, kind of uh, a review for you. But regardless, I hope you found it interesting. Hopefully that revamped cupping system either makes sense for you or maybe you have a family or a friend or or a fellow athletic trainer or or, uh, physician, I should say, whether that's PT, chiropractic, so on and so forth. That could really utilize something like the revamp cupping system you know please share this episode with them or you know, at least pass along the link to the uh, to the product to have them give a look because I think this is going to be a very popular tool in in the near future but that's all I have for you guys today a lot of cupping a little bit of red light therapy but hopefully uh, really eye-opening stuff either way if you enjoy this information if you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't already please just take a quick 15 to 30 seconds to give the Red Light Report, a five-star review, whether that's on Spotify and or Apple Podcast. Please just click the five stars that way. Um, more people can find this information. And if you enjoyed it, you know people looking for red light therapy and other holistic health and wellness tactics, uh, let's get the word out there. And so just leaving that quick five-star review goes a long, long way. So I appreciate all you guys. I hope this is a great start to 2024 for the Red Light Report. Um, and regardless, I hope you guys are having a beautiful start to the year and I'll see you guys on the next episode next week. As always, light up and cup up your health. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop and our YouTube channel, Biolite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.